Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Hey, this is Eric Fisher, host of Beyond the To-Do List. This is another bonus episode, a shortcast. Shortcasts are something that I've partnered with Blinkist on for about a year now, and a shortcast is a 10 to 15 minute version of a podcast where you get the core takeaways. This specific shortcast is about the power of saying no, as well as how to say no and why that's not a bad thing to be doing. And it's taken from my conversation with Stanley Robertson on that very topic. I know that you're going to love this. And if you're interested, you can listen to all the rest of the shortcasts of Beyond the To-Do List for free by going to Blinkist.com slash friends and entering the code BEYOND. Not only is that going to get you access to all of the shortcasts of Beyond the To-Do List, of which there's nearly 50 episodes, but it'll also give you 14 days of Blinkist for free. So again, to take advantage of that, use the code BEYOND when you go to Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S. T.com slash friends. Hello, I'm your host, Eric Fisher, and welcome to the shortcast of Beyond the To-Do List. In this productivity-boosting shortcast, I talk to authors and experts who share their unique insights into how to work better, smarter, and quicker, giving you more time to live a meaningful life. For many of us, quit is a dirty word. We've all heard sayings such as, once you learn to quit, it becomes a habit. Or that winners never quit and quitters never win. Quotes that originally came from legendary football coach Vince Lombardi, who deployed these motivational sayings to drive on his athletes. As an athlete, you have to push through in many instances. So that's how he came up with this idea that winners never quit, because if you're going to win the game, you have to keep going forward. And that is a true statement. The problem is we've adapted that framework, that mindset for everything in life. In this shortcast, I speak to author Dr. Stanley Robertson about why we should change the conversation around the word quit. In his book, Quit, The Last Principle of Success, he advocates for an exciting new approach that will allow you to achieve your goals. In fact, for the doctor, quit shaming is a lot like fat shaming. I've recently coined the term quit shaming. You know, like we have this... (laughs) 
this notion of fat shaming. If you're overweight, someone may try to um, embarrass you or talk about you because of your weight. And we refer to that as fat shaming. Well, I think we do something called quit shaming where we actually embarrass people because they have quit things. Dr. Stanley wants us to move on from that sense of embarrassment and has a new prescription for success, one that rejects the stigma around quit. Coming up, he'll tell me about his four-step process and how to be a successful quitter. And we hear more about winners who've quit and gone on to huge success in their field. So quit whatever else you're doing, as the quit doctor tells us why quitting can be the best option. I started by asking, what are the good reasons for quitting a task or role? There are times when you will know when you should quit as well. One of the good reasons why people ought to quit is that people, we have already seen just from studies and from research that people who are the most successful quit things often. They quit often and they quit fast. In other words, as soon as they recognize it doesn't work, they stop doing it and then they re-engage to something else that's going to be more productive. Uh, so that's one reason why we ought to be quitting is that we recognize successful people. If we're going to follow those patterns, then we ought to be able to release those things that are not working for us. Another reason why it's good to quit is because quitters do not waste time on things that they don't enjoy. And this concept of enjoyment is very important. It's not trivial at all. In other words, you're going to be much more productive, much more successful if you're doing something that you enjoy versus something that you despise. So people who quit things are not going to waste time on things that they don't enjoy. So that's another good reason why you should be quitting. Another good reason why people ought to be quitting is people who quit know when it's time to leave a sinking ship. And what I mean by that is if you're working a job that is going nowhere, you're in a relationship that's going nowhere, you know when it's time to bail. So people who quit recognize that. And then one of the reason why people who quit are going to be better off is because quitters try more things. So people who are concert pianists, people who are are top of their game, whether they're uh, artists, singers, athletes, actors, accountants, doctors, whatever they are, they had to try many different things in order to know what is going to work for them. Now we know some good reasons to quit, but how do you do it in a decisive way when we all carry emotional baggage and even guilt over giving up? What steps should we take? I use the acronym QUIT, Q-U-I-T, to describe the four steps. Step number one is to quit quickly. That's the Q, quit quickly. In other words, as soon as you recognize that something is not working for you, you need to disengage from that thing. But of course, there's a problem. So you may recognize that you need to quit, but you got this emotional baggage that prevents you from doing it, which brings us to step number two, the U. So Q, U. U is to understand the negative emotions. So if you understand the negative emotions, I believe, and I think that you know, studies bear this out, that the more you know, the better decisions you can make. So if you understand what's happening in your brain, if you understand some of the things that are preventing you, if you understand the external pressures, you will be in a better position to navigate around those things. But that's the you. 
And then Q-U-I. I is to initiate new goals. And this is a very important point in terms of being able to give up something. If you're going to quit something, one of the ways to get past the stigma or the embarrassment of giving up the thing is to do another thing. For example, many, many people work jobs that they literally hate. In fact, they despise. And that's because, um, you know, they don't like what they're doing. They are, or whatever the reason is, they don't like the job, but they keep doing it anyway. Well, one way that you can free yourself from a job you hate, and I think most people will give the same advice, and that is find yourself another job first. If I'm going to leave my job, our identities, our livelihoods, our lifestyles, our families, all of that is tied up into our jobs. If you're going to leave that job, you're going to feel very bad. However, it's a lot easier to say, let's take A and B, A. I say, I quit my job. Well, that's really bad. People are going to be like, what is wrong with you? Your wife, your kids, everybody, your bill collectors. On the other hand, B, if I say, oh, I quit that company, but I'm going to be doing X. So in other words, you replace the first thing with something else. It makes it much easier to disengage as long as you have something else that you have going. So that's why step number three is to initiate some new goals. Once you have new goals in place, you know what you're going to do when you quit the first thing. It's much easier to make the decision. And then the final step is the T, Q-U-I-T, which is to transform your behavior. Once you do make a decision that you're going to quit something, you can't keep doing the same things that you were doing before. You may need new resources. You may need to learn some some more things. You may need more skills. Uh, and there's other things that you might need, uh, which I just refer to that as just transform your behavior. In other words, enlist the new resources that you need to reach you the new goals that you now have created for yourself. So anyway, that's just a quick version of the four-step process, Q-U-I-T, quit quickly, understand negative emotions, initiate new goals, and then transform your behavior. We can see that quitting can be a positive transformation. For Dr. Stanley, a perfect example of the power of quitting, superstar Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who made the proactive and gutsy move from the world of wrestling to the movies. He recognized, you know what, I'm going to quit wrestling and I want to I want to be a, an action movie star. So he quit wrestling and became a movie star. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger did the same thing. He was a bodybuilder. He'd still be a bodybuilder. Can you imagine? I don't know how old Schwarzenegger is, but he's got to be, what, 60 yeah, years old? Yeah, up there somewhere, sure. Yeah, so, I mean, what, is he 60 years old still trying to be a bodybuilder? Well, that's probably not going to work. But he recognized a long time ago that it's okay for me to quit. He was at the top of his game. In fact, he was probably the, the number one bodybuilder in the world. And he quit bodybuilding and became a movie star. And then he was one of the top movie stars. He quit being a movie star and became a governor. If he never had the ability to quit some of the things that he was doing, he would have never been able to engage in the new things that, that he did. And that list continues forever. Just about everybody you, you can think of quit something to do something else. And that is not a bad thing. And then, and that's my problem is I just don't know why as a society we have determined that quitting is such a bad thing. I mean, there's, there's a lot of bad things I can think of, but I don't think quitting is necessarily one of them. Thanks to Dr. Stanley Robertson for his insights. 
I hope that you're walking away from this conversation with an updated perspective on quitting in general, and especially on quit shaming and how to decide what you should or shouldn't continue doing. That's another episode crossed off your listening to-do list. I'm Eric Fisher, and thanks for listening to this shortcast of Beyond the To-Do List.